0: My money machine go beep, I love the sound that it make Plus all the racks and count, I think that my machine about to break Secure the bag, y'all. Yeah, that's the brand, and we get to the bag these That's right, family, this like, is the back Get to back the Bag Podcast And I'm your man, Tay Sweat, here once again with my guy, Money Monday E <laughs> What's good, what's good So, E, we got a really good question in the comment section or as i should say the rating section of our podcast which i've been telling people of course that's how we're going to get you answered any question you have any topic you want to talk about i'm going to get it answered if you go give us a five-star rating so thank you to the person who actually uh, went in and rated i'm sorry i don't have it in front of me right now to give your name an actual shout out but you're going to know it's you based on a question and this person he wants to talk about inflation 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 the
1: enemy of our hard-earned money that's right the enemy of our hard-earned money and what
0: some people actually call a hidden tax to the undesirables that's what i call honestly for those of y'all who don't know the undesirables or what that is i usually call undesirables anybody who doesn't study anybody who doesn't uh do right you know maybe you broke the law maybe you Uh, Maybe you're just not smart enough or maybe you don't study enough or whatever. These are the undesirables. And I come from that world. We come from that world, right? If you look a certain way, you don't have a certain pedigree or come from certain type of parents, you're undesirable, right? So... This is why we make this podcast because we want to help those undesirables, quote unquote, and we want to help the people who may not be studying as much as we are, but maybe want to know the information, especially when it comes to inflation, right? So, for those of y'all who don't know, E is the man when it comes to real estate. He's the man when it comes to investing. Period. But real estate is his avenue, his lane. Anytime I need. Or want to go into real estate? I just give him the money, <laughs> and stocks—that's my lane, right? And basically, anytime he needs to or wants to put stocks or money in the stocks, I just tell him where to go, right? So that's kind of how our team, our partnership goes. So, in this spirit of talking about inflation, of course, I'll cover the stock market and some other things. But I wanna—well, I wanna know what's going on in the world e, with, you know, real estate and inflation. Like, how's it being impacted right now?
1: Man, well, it's, honestly, it's going crazy. Um, you know, and, and what I've heard a lot of times in conversations about how it's impacting the real estate market, and usually that's impacting the construction space, mm-hmm. is prices of materials are just astronomical. Yeah. And I'm talking about. Lumber, you know, concrete, steel, all the stuff you use to build. I mean, you're talking anywhere between thirty percent to seventy percent to sometimes a hundred and thirty percent. And not only is it just price points, but just availability, right? So you supply demand. We talk about that mm-hmm. in, in 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 every space, but that's also impacting it. So now you got the premium of just being able to get the materials that cost a lot, and then the labor, mm. the labor market, right? So everybody's trying to build, even though things are going crazy. So you see prices running up and what's happening for you know our people that are out there trying to whether it's buy property or if you're a renter and you're in that space, because everybody's got to pay rent, and I'm not Absolutely. talking about just renters in like the home space. I'm talking mm-hmm. about like, commercial, industrial, whatever your business may be. You're looking for a place to operate out of. Right. You seeing those rents go up? Mm-hmm. You're starting to you're starting to feel those the everything tightening on all your margins. So you know people got to pay a lot of money to keep doing what they're doing. And in business, you know everything flows to that bottom line. That's right. So if they're spending more money because yep. they're feeling the um you know the impact of inflation. If you're a consumer, you're going to feel the impact of that inflation, and yep. I know you've heard a lot of that um, out in the world today. But um, in the real estate space, it's probably one of the most heavily impacted spaces mm-hmm. right now.
0: Absolutely, and it and it makes sense. I mean, that's basically what I'm going to get into myself. It's just talking about how when inflation, you know, rises, what a lot of time what happens is those valuable, especially like tangible, valuable things they tend to go higher in price. They just tend to go up because, (sighs) unfortunately, I have to say this, you have undesirables or the unstudied or the uninitiated, if you will, Mm -hmm. and then you have those people who study and actually know what the hell's going on when it comes to the economy, right? Or just economics, period. And those people who know us, right? We're, We're part of that crew now. We come from the undesirable side, but... We're part of the crew that we we get it. We know what inflation is, and we know where the money should go for the most part when it comes to higher inflation numbers, right? One because we study history, two because we've had coaches and people you know who have led us down a path where it's like, hey, I've been here 60, 70 years. Here's what happens, right? And then we take that and we go, okay, we'll apply it to now, and it works every time. But what I'm noticing is the people who are initiated or the yeah. people who've studied and had the coaches, we know. That inflation is a tax, number one. <laughs> it's a tax to the poor people and the unstudied, uninitiated. What do I mean by that? Because some people are like, what you mean? What you mean it's a tax? How they taxing us? Well, what people don't understand is if you are a saver, you'll hear people like Robert Kiyosaki say this a lot. If you're a saver, you are a loser. Yeah. If you're saving money in a bank, you don't have that money in something that is going to outpace inflation, then you're a loser. And he's not saying it in a... I think he is. He's saying it to be facetious. Oh, you're a loser. But he's being honest as well. Like that's you're actually losing. You're losing money. So if I had one hundred thousand dollars in the bank and I set it in there for a year. Well, inflation at the time we're talking about this subject is at about 7%, yeah, yeah, right? seven percent. Yeah. And a half percent. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So your hundred thousand dollars next year will only have about $92,500 worth of spending power. 92,000. So you just lost $7,000, almost $8,000 in a year. Now imagine if you, if inflation stays 7% plus over the next 10 yeah,
1: years. You over year those losses right? compound, yeah.
0: So your $100,000, $100, and you don't feel it, here's what we have to talk about. You don't necessarily feel it because that same digit is in your bank account well it still says a hundred thousand dollars to me mm-hmm. so I, I don't know i don't know what you're talking about i'll tell you i didn't lose any money well that's not what's going on here what happens is when inflation goes up the money isn't technically taken out of your account what happens is everything around you goes up right you want a new laptop mm, yeah, that's going to be an extra 7% a year, <laughs> <laughs> right? Want a new car? Mm, that's going to be an extra 7% a year. And over 10 years, if it stayed, and this is just hypothetical, but if it stayed at 7% over the next 10 years, that's a 70% increase on whatever you want to buy pretty much, right? Because some things are going to you know, vary, but that's, that's going to be a 70% increase. So your $100,000, uh, let's just say... You're you're gonna be able to buy something right now at a hundred that's a hundred thousand dollars in ten years, you'd only be able to buy something that was thirty-seven thousand dollars right now. So let's just say I'm gonna give you an example, right? Let's just say we have a car that costs a hundred thousand dollars right now. Well, right now, you could buy that car for a hundred grand, right? Now, let's say We have a car that is $37,000 right now in 10 years. You are going to have to give a hundred thousand dollars that's in your bank for that same $30,000 car. right. You get what I'm saying? So the Camry right now. In 10 years, it's going to cost you that $100,000 you have in your bank. And I know it sounds absolutely crazy. Mm -hmm. Like No way. A camera (laughs) is going to be 100 grand. Yeah. Right. And it won't. I I don't personally see it going that route. The Fed and, you know, whomever else who's in charge will step in. And I I do think they're going to try to get a hold of inflation. However, until they get a hold of it, because there's a such thing called runaway inflation. We won't get into all of that. But until they get a hold of it, yeah, you're, you're losing right now every time you save money in the bank. Mm-hmm. So this is why we do our best to not only teach, but also put our money into assets that are going to one outpace inflation. So if he has 100 grand. How much you want how much return do you want on your 100k to outpace inflation?
1: Oh, you got to get at least 12%. I want 12%. There you go. That's kind of the basis and if you're in the real estate space, most mm-hmm. people will know that that's kind of a number you target for yep. sure. Yep.
0: Absolutely. So, if you put 100 grand into real estate, if he's getting 12%, we're looking at what, $12,000, mm-hmm. which if you're saving that same 100k, you're actually losing mm-hmm. <laughs> $7,000, right? So, 7,000 is some change. So, we want to make the 12k Why everybody else who's saving loses the 12, uh, loses the seven, excuse me. So this is how it works. You have to get into things that outpace inflation, like the stock market, right? So real estate, he's good. Some of y'all want to do stock market. And the question actually was targeted to me more especially about the stock market. How does the stock market get impacted when inflation hits? Well, there are certain periods and there are certain waves. Right. And some of you all know I've been coached by a couple like really big dogs, billionaires and people who have honestly just been doing this for a long time, um, successfully millions and millions of dollars a year. And one of the late great gurus slash I mean, honestly, we look at them like probably one of the gods of the trading world. Because he's so old, he's been doing it so long, and he's created his own indicators and all this other stuff. Is Mr. Larry Williams, right? Mr. Larry Williams. You'll hear Jim Cramer and whoever else talk about him. Mm-hmm. He's one of the guys who also, you know, taught me a lot of stuff of what I know. And Larry Williams, he tells you when inflation goes over five percent, I don't want to be in the stock market. And he he kind of jumps out. Why? Because a lot of times, inflation has gone up. And now, hear me out, family. When we say What happens to the stock market when inflation goes up? We have to not just look at what's going on now. We have to look at what happened. Why are we here, right? Now, there are statistics that I've seen and I've been shown and I've been coached, you know, by some of the bigger dogs who've been doing this for 60 plus years. There are things that happen to lead us to hyper or just inflation period, right? And one of those things is, The printing of money, right? The printing of money. And what happens, and the statistics show is when jobs go down, right? When jobs go down or let's just say the unemployment numbers go up. Let's do it that way. That means not a lot of people have jobs or it's less and less jobs available. What happens is, hey, the government goes, we got to step in. We need to give the employers some type of stimulus or some type of money so they have enough money in surplus to give more jobs, right? This is pretty much what happens. And I'm mm-hmm. I'm summarizing and yeah. I, I'm trying to make it make sense so I won't go too deep. I'm sure there's going to be one asshole out there who's like, you're forgetting this one, right? <laughs> Listen, I'm summarizing I want to make this thing as simple as possible, right? So what happens is Job or unemployment goes up. And historically, it shows that as employment goes above 10 percent, that the S&P 500 is going to do 15 to 20 percent plus returns. Why is that? What's happening to the stock market? Well, once again, the Fed, the government, whomever you want to point the finger to, they all in bed together. Let's keep it real. They're gonna say, hey, we gotta print some money. We gotta create stimulus for these employers, for the people who can give the jobs. So y'all will wonder why Ruth Chris got three million dollars during the stimulus time, right? <laughs> yeah. Hey, they already got, got PPP money. Why money. Why they giving out? Yeah. why they giving out PP money to fucking Ruth Chris? Well, you don't understand because hey, Ruth Chris is one of the leading, I mean, literally, probably the biggest steakhouse in the country. Yeah, yeah.
1: in terms of terms of like sheer number of locations, yeah, locations
0: and people that they can hire. You you get where I'm going with this. So they didn't give them PP money just because they want to give them. Hey, we want y'all to ball a little bit harder. Here's three million dollars. Right, go buy a Lamborghini. That's not what that's about. They're saying, hey, here's three million dollars. Now you have all of these fucking locations. Now what we want you to do is go hire people at those locations. You got three million dollars to put in people's pockets and even if you don't spend all 3 you got 1.5 spend half right you could do your renovations and whatever it's give the ceo a raise cuz that's what they do sometimes but you spend the rest of that money hiring people right so this goes all around everybody you know who got that pp money and whatever else that money started getting spread around and jobs started being created. And what happened? We saw over the last year and a half, jobs went from 14 or unemployment went from Mm -hmm. 14% and it started lowering 12%, 10%, 8%, right? Well, that correlation started, or there's a correlation between that unemployment number going down and the S&P 500. This is something a lot of people don't know. Y'all wonder, a lot of y'all want to know what I'm teaching at STB. A lot of y'all want to know, man, Take what? Could you possibly be talking about to be charging people this much money, right? I charge people $25,000 to come in STB1 because it's a lifetime uh, membership. Once you're in, you're in for life. But two, there is nobody who goes harder than me, right? I show up every week and we teach on this level every week. Something goes on in the market, I am there. On screen, live, ask me your questions. I'll go over everything you need and then we'll keep going, right? So I go hard for my people, but this is the information we're talking about, right? Stuff you really can't find. I mean, you can find it if you know where to go look and you got to have somebody like me tell you.
1: Yeah. Got to (laughs) have access to the person. (laughs) That's right.
0: So long story short, what happens to the stock market as we break this thing down? The stock market basically gets inflated by money that's being printed because the stock market is just a conglomerate or, or a bundle of jobs, companies who can hire people. So we give you money, you go hire people and or take the money for R&D. Why? Why? Because R&D has to be facilitated by some person, somebody, another job, (laughs) right? Another job. So research and development, for those of y'all who don't know what R&D is, research and development is also a thing that the companies put that money to work with. So they say, hey, PPP money, thank you. We're gonna do some R&D, try to make our company a little bit better. Well, they have to hire people and or put money into the people's pockets who are doing the R&D. Okay, cool. Now that that's happened, we also hire some other people here and there, right? But nonetheless, while all of this is going, you have advertising going, you have you know all these acquiring new customers, et cetera, et cetera, right? Now, as these companies acquire new customers, they do R&D. And overall, their balance sheets just start to look better because they're getting money from the government. Mm -hmm. So when a balance sheet looks better, what happens? (laughs) The stock goes up. Right. So y'all wonder why the stock market went up over the last year and a half and why it was going crazy because there was so much money printing going on and a lot of PPP money going out. Yeah. So. And I know I'm getting long winded here because I really want to break this thing down and I want people to understand what actually happens. Right. So when all of that happens, the reason why, because now I'm going to fast forward to the first thing I said. So now when all that happens and then inflation goes up, inflation went up because there's too much money in the system now. Too much money. The, the products that are out, you know, and we keep in mind, we had a uh, sh- supply chain shortage, is what they were calling it. <laughs> right? Logistical so now, challenges. Right. Logistical mm-hmm. challenges. There are many ways you could say that word or what was going on to describe that situation. But we had those two things happening, which accelerated inflation. Because inflation is simply a lot of money plus a lot of demand but not a lot of supply. Right? That's just pretty much what that is. Once again, I'm simplifying this thing. I know there's some, you know, economists out there who are, "Oh, you're missing this one component." Hey. <laughs> I just want to make this I want two-year-olds to be able to understand what yeah. I'm saying. That's it, right? So, essentially more money people hold on to the money, it's not circulating. A lot of demand for certain products or certain things like cars cuz I'm about to get into that and then not a lot of supply. It creates things to go up in value. So in the middle of supply chain issues, you had chip shortages, car issues, right? So now people can't get cars, so all cars go up. This is why at the beginning, see, I saw this coming because I know history, right? So at the beginning, People thought I was crazy. Why you spend $700,000 on a Lamborghini? Yep. Why would you spend $500,000 or $400,000 on a Rolls Royce? Tell you're stupid. That's a depreciating asset. I go, okay, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> sure, right? I'll let, I'll let people who make lesser money than me and have lesser knowledge than I do tell me what to do with my money, right? Bright thing to do. Yeah. Not yeah. so much. <laughs> so I bought these cars because I knew that as inflation went up, things of value would be valued at a higher level, like real estate, like certain cars. As a matter of fact, all of the cars are going up now because of the chip shortages.
1: Yeah, it's just overall, just demand is there. Of course, everybody wants cars, and the supply just isn't. I mean, there's manufacturers that are just literally pushing back, saying, Mm -hmm. we won't be able to produce cars for another six months, and Mm -hmm. then that was six months ago, and like, ah, another four months. And so some of those things are there, but to your point, Certain value, certain quality of assets and goods are going to be premium mm-hmm. and during inflationary times, premium goods and premium assets are impacted even greater mm-hmm. even greater because as Tay said, then one of the key factors is availability of money absolutely and so usually premium and luxury goods are the mm-hmm. things that are you know acquired by people who have a lot of money so absolutely. they can write a bigger check mm-hmm. or pay a bigger amount. the demand might go up, but they're still like, okay, well, I want it so i to pay for it <laughs> <laughs> i pay for it
0: absolutely and it's a domino effect because let's rewind a little bit we had the stock market go up because the printing of money right he just mentioned there's a premium buyer or someone who can afford luxury goods well where the hell do you think they operate in the stock market yeah right so they can already write the check for premium and luxury goods. And because they had their money in the stock market where it just got PPP money and just rose to the top. <laughs> guess what? They have even more money for luxury goods. <laughs> this is why Lamborghini as a company had its best year in 2021.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. 2020, 2021. Yeah, 2020, yeah. So they had their best year. So why is that? Why are luxury watches, right? I have a $40,000 watch on mine is worth 70 now, right? This is a luxury good. Why? Because once again, the people with the know-how, we know what's going on. We get right in the way and we take the benefit. But this is how it works. And this is why I'm always screaming from top of the mountain. Like, I want to teach this. I want to teach this to more people because more people should know about it. But not everybody values it and or wants to even get you know, into it, let alone put money into it to learn it. But this is what happens. So I've been playing that game. You know, so while the stock market now is currently going through this rocky road, because a lot of y'all have been watching stock at the time of filming this. You've been watching the stock market fall between the end of 2021 leading into the beginning of 2022. We've watched the market fall. Now, of course, people in the SDB, we made money while the market was falling, right? <laughs> yeah. I call it that Google Play and that CMG and a few other plays. We've been making money while the market was falling because that's what I do. I teach people you know, how to make money in both ways. But what's happening is Inflation has reached a point where the government slash the Fed has put brakes on the printing. They're like, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. (laughs) We took care of the unemployment part, (laughs) right? The unemployment has gone down. I think we're good. We can also start raising those interest rates a little bit in hopes that we can slow down this inflation because we don't want runaway inflation. Right. This is why they kept saying it's transitory. It's transitory. It's transitory. Basically, what they were saying is, hey, this inflation we have now, it's just a little transitional thing. Mm-hmm. We'll get over it in a couple months. Don't worry. Right. Unfortunately, I don't even know if it's transitory anymore because it's still here and it's still going and i don't think it's going to stop anytime soon. So i think we got another at least another 8 months. Uh 2023 i think we might have it under control by the end.
1: Yeah. 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 I mean that's what most people in in the real estate space i mean again everybody's forecasting mm-hmm. having come through an unprecedented time with what happened with covid and different things. But everyone's kind of looking at that being and again when we say inflation curbing it doesn't mean prices are going to go down. Right that means things will stabilize. They'll become more um, mm-hmm. stable, less volatile. Um, but you know, I always compare it with gas, right? right? Gas gas prices go up and they get real high and everybody's like, whoa, and mm-hmm. then it's like, all right, it'll come down a little bit. But it never goes back to where it was before <laughs> yeah. you started complaining that first time. And so a lot of people are expecting a similar type of thing to happen as we go into 2023. Mm-hmm. And that's, and that's you know, again, par for the course, it's just, you know, we're in a spot where it's happening. That's occurring that's really quickly. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Absolutely, so yes. 2023, I, yeah. I'm thinking is a good time yeah. to say, oh, okay, I think it's, you yeah, know, we're good. And, and just a little, <laughs> i give you a little key, a little tidbit, a little tip from Tay. I, based on my research and history, my history shows that years that end in two and three are good years to buy in the stock market, at least, right? Also in history, wars, when wars break out, probably... Six months on up to six years after that war has started, the stock market also rallies. So if it started in 2022 and here that year, 2022, years that end in two are good years to Mm -hmm. buy in the stock market. Years that end in three are also good years to buy. That doesn't mean, hey, I'm just going to blindly buy. You need to know your <laughs> entry points, right? You got to be careful. You got to be smarter than that, right? Oh, I'm just buying shit right now. Tay said this is a good time to buy. There are entry points because the market goes up and down, up and down, up and down. And you might buy at an up point and think you're getting ready to make some money and you lose. So 2022 and 2023 are looking like good years to buy. Then the war has pretty much already started and yeah. <laughs> they've infiltrated or they invaded, invaded yeah. um ukraine so but basically what we're saying now is those two historical points are already showing us that the next six months leading on up to about six to eight years can possibly or potentially be very bullish yeah. right very bullish so i personally see a very very bright future the inflation hit has already happened. I do think we have a little bit more room to kind of wiggle down to the bottom. Some of my stocks that I'm looking at right now haven't bottomed out. I, I, I know where to buy them at, let's just say that. All right, I know where to buy them at. And people who are in STB and get to the bag, you all know, y'all are good. Y'all already know that as far as stocks fall or even before they fall, I tell you, arrange to buy them. Once they hit my range, they fall too. And sometimes I might call it $300 away. And they're like, Tay, it's not
1: going that low.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He knows. He's like, man, it's not going that low, Tay. Come on, you crazy. And I'm like, no, it will. And it just trickles on down. It may take weeks or months. And it trickles on down. Boom, it hits. We buy there. Basically, the range that I gave you six months ago.
1: Time to get your money together. That's right. You got
0: time to get your (laughs) money together. So if I tell you now, you got six months to a year to get your money together. It bottoms out once it hits that range. I told you to buy. You should have saved money, and then boom, put your money in where I told you, and then we get a run up from I don't know anywhere between a year to the next six, eight years potentially. So this is what I'm seeing, and this is what happens when inflation kind of goes up and down, right? So like I said, Larry Williams, when it, when it goes over five percent, he's shown he's shown basically where um, like the charts of where every time inflation goes up stock market goes down. Does that mean it falls like to unbelievable numbers and it zeros out? No. There are areas, key areas to buy. And this is what I teach in STB. This is key areas to buy. So, we buy those key areas and then once inflation gets under control once again and the Fed starts back up, boom, we get our takeoff. So, now what do you what do you think we're going to see in real estate once inflation kind of trickles out but also interest rates? Yeah. Go back yeah. up.
1: I mean, I think that's the the thing, too, is there's there's two factors that are really active right now. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we talked about inflation and that's impacting a lot of the costs. Uh, But the interest rates also being really low. When we talk about the other thing that impacts cost or inflation is, is availability or access to money. And mm-hmm. So interest rates are basically just, for, you know, we want to make sure we keep stuff simple. Interest is how much you pay to use money from other people, right? So when you go to your bank and you take out a loan, they're charging you interest. Mm-hmm. And right now, because the Fed has kept the interest rates low for so long, banks are able to borrow money from the Fed at a very low amount Absolutely. and then a low interest, and then they can charge you less interest. Well, as the interest rate starts to go back up, The banks are going to creep their interest rates back up. Mm -hmm. And so what Tay was talking about earlier and what he's been mentioning about inflation just from your savings account means you get a decrease in your buying power based off of the money you have in your hands. Right. Well, when interest rate starts to creep up, you lose buying power on the money that you go ask for. So money you don't have. So for an example, we'll use one hundred thousand dollars again in order to buy, borrow $100,000 today, let's say you have really good credit, right? So, you know, mm-hmm. you, you, you take care of your business, you do the things you're supposed to do in life, you pay your bills, yada, yada. You can go borrow money at 5% and you're like, okay, you know, some people can get better than that, but for easy numbers at 5%. Well, if interest rate starts going up, you know, what you can borrow um, $100,000 and pay 5% on that interest, you can afford X number of things, right? X amount of money. So you can buy more house in the real estate space. Let's mm-hmm. just use buying a home. Well, as interest rate goes up, and they look at how much money you make in order to be able to pay that money back, if interest rates go to eight, 9%, or let's even say 10%, mm-hmm. which is pretty pretty high, but it's not it's not uncommon, it's happened before in history, and Tay's talked a lot about history, you will have, especially if you don't have good credit, <laughs> <laughs> right. right, you don't have good credit. Yep. So now, you Absolutely. are paying twice as much as on in interest, and so your buying power just shrunk drastically. Mm-hmm. So what that means is, let's say, if you're going to try to buy a house today, you make a decent amount of money banks usually want you to you know be able to cover your your debt with like about 30% or less of your income mm-hmm. so okay hey you want to go buy a $300,000 house right. you have a pretty good paying stable job interest rates are low you start shopping for a $300,000 house mm-hmm. bank tells you you're pre-approved and you can afford that you're like okay i know what know what i got you know i can go get well as interest rates start to tick up and your banks will tell you hey you know your rates locked in for only so long that rate starts to tick up you know, if you haven't found a house, which is hard right now mm-hmm. because a lot of places are booming. Absolutely. You go back in, you know, 2-3 months, 60 days has passed and the banks like, "Hey, you know, your rates not locked in anymore. It was 5%, now it's 5.5%." Mm-hmm. And you're like, darn, I, I guess I got to pay a little bit more a month, but I mean, we can make that work." And that's that's relatively true. But what they're going to start to tell you is, "Well, yeah, instead of 300,000 though, now you got 290,000." 285,000. So now, not only is your dollar worth less that you have made. Your buying power in the moment has also decreased as those interest rates come back up. Mm-hmm. So again, you need to be working in both directions, mm-hmm. trying to make sure you're 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 going against these forces, right? And so, inflation is kind of that silent or, or unknown tax, and interest mm-hmm. is that that throttle on how much you can afford to borrow. And and basically, when you're when you take care of yourself and you do the things you're supposed to from a financial perspective, you can borrow money cheaper, like, and that's just regardless. Right but as interest rates tick up you're just able to borrow less money Mm -hmm. so all those nice things you want to buy um it's harder to get them so as tay's talking about and i know tay he went he went about buying these things in a different manner which he'll talk about and he talks Mm -hmm. about in stb but if you were somebody who wanted to buy a luxury good or a home it's going to be more difficult for you to buy that in the future as those interest rates go up so if you were able to buy a home now you're able to buy more Mm you're able to have something that fits you better and was and was much better um better timing right. than in the near future because it's coming mm-hmm. in the near future mm-hmm. when those interest rates increase absolutely. it was something you might have been able to obtain you know a couple months ago that you just mm-hmm. won't be able to get your hands on now right. and not because you did anything wrong but like <laughs> right. they said the environment around you changed yep. you know you got to be prepared and understand those things
0: mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely but very well said and i guess like i got i definitely gotta say it now since you mentioned it i i always love to talk about this My backdrop, y'all know I like to do a backdrop every now and then. My backdrop for you tonight, for those of y'all who don't know, or for today, for those of you who don't know, there's a question that a lot of rich people ask, you know, anybody really, and that question is, when's the best time to sell an asset? And we're we're considering an asset to be something that makes you or puts money in your pocket. Yeah. So whatever you have that puts money in your pocket, whether it's appreciating or it's yielding or, or it's giving out a yield, it's giving you a dividend or giving you a cash flow, monthly income. Whichever one, if it's making you more money, it's considered an asset. And when's the best time to sell that? Never. <laughs> Never. So what he's talking about when he said, Well, you know, Tay went out and bought luxury goods, but he did it a little different than the average person would do, is because for the most part, I had assets, but I didn't sell them to go actually get the luxury goods. I took my assets, I borrowed against them. We use we use them as collateral, right? We borrow against our current assets at a very low interest rate, mm-hmm. right? Less than 3%. Actually, I think I was like 2.8, mm-hmm. something like that. So a really good li- time. A really good time. A <laughs> right? really good me. time. Yeah. So you get cheap money and you go do stuff with it that makes you more money. So... For the great example that we're talking about here, because this is a real thing that happened, I borrowed against my stocks. My stocks were still, they're still going up currently. <laughs> right, even though it took a little slump, that it's re- resumed its current uptick, right? So I'm still in the plus, I'm still in the positive, I'm still in the green. I also have some of the money that I can use from those stocks while they're going up. I went out, took that money, I bought a Lamborghini seven seven hundred thousand dollars right and what we do from there see and some people will say oh well, that's a liability Say, who's gonna pay that money back <laughs> <laughs> right who's gonna pay that money back when it's all said and done well i don't suggest you take money against collateral or use your assets as collateral to go buy liabilities most people think me buying a lamborghini is a liability because it's a car yeah right And everybody goes, okay, well, if cars are liabilities, then all cars are liabilities. Well, I went a little different route. And I bought an asset. And meanwhile, I'm driving this asset doing donuts in it. Like literally having (laughs) fun with it, right? (laughs) Having fun with it. And in less than a year, yeah, less than a year, that $700,000 has appreciated to almost a million. It's right at a million dollars. So we made a $300,000 profit <laughs> <laughs> on a car while we were having fun with it, yeah. right? Yeah. This is how this thing works. And this is what a lot of the gurus out there, they don't tell you. Yeah. See, I live I live what I teach y'all, and then I also, while I'm living it, I'm trying to teach you as I go through it, right? As I'm doing it. And I said it from the beginning when I bought it, when I wired the 700K to Brandon, shout out to Brandon at PTG365, mm-hmm. that's my Big guy. shout out, yeah. Um, but yeah, I wired him 700K, he sent the car, he delivered it actually, personally, he delivered it. And when people were like, oh my God, why'd you do that? I go, hey, you have no idea what's about to happen,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? Because I studied this stuff, I knew what was about to happen. So now I'm going to exit this car at over a million dollars, right? Because yes, I will sell it. I know a lot of people are like, oh, I fell in love with that car. I would never sell it. Well, I'm a businessman and I'm about my money, <laughs> right? So that thing has done what I needed to do i'll catch you on the flip side don't worry about it i'll get it back Yeah, because i do love the car but it's gonna this was all a part of a money play this is a money play right where can i sit my money while inflation is taking mm-hmm. a hit to everybody else and i can make more money while it's happening
1: yeah
0: and i did just that so i did the i borrowed against my stocks took the 700k bought the lambo the lambo is going to return me an extra 300,000. you put the 700k right back Minus the 2.8%, and we're still at a net of, how was it, 200? and You know, oh, 80, you still, 000. I was to yeah. say, yeah, you still, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, right, still up, great. up a quarter million, up easy. a quarter million, easy. right? Yeah, <laughs> so now we got an extra quarter million while inflation was high, and while some of the stocks even got hit a little bit, I made a shit ton, and then now I have more money to buy more stocks while the stocks are low.
1: Yeah. Right. And what's crazy about that too is like and I and I know you can you've read charts you study mm-hmm. very, very well studied. Um, you know, that's why I always like bragging on my brother in that way. But even I mean, but did you know or did you think in in like over year over year, like from when you made the decision to buy the Lambo to now, like interest would be at like seven and a half per, I mean inflation would be at like seven and a half percent. Because here's the thing, like legit what you did is basically borrowed money at an interest rate that was three times less than what inflation yeah. was. Like, like if you're, you know, I mean, you know, you can be very financially savvy, but you can just kind of know kind of the high level basis of, of finance and say, if you can borrow money mm-hmm. for three times less <laughs> than what it will devalue Absolutely. at, like, yeah, I'm gonna take it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take it. And then I can make that money work yep. for me. So not only did you like time it really perfectly in that sense, but then the asset that you bought just appreciated like mm-hmm. crazy. even though lambo had their best year (laughs) people still want lambos Mm -hmm. like that you know and this is this is aftermarket right so this is not going straight to lambo this is going like to you know like these are assets that people have said have value because they have more access to money because they've been able to either grow it obtain Mm -hmm. new wealth whatever but like just winning in so many spots like that like that's just it's just a crazy it's a crazy story and it happened in like 12 months (laughs) time yeah (laughs) absolutely yeah
0: and honestly bro like I can't say I knew it would get to where it is now, but what I can say is I had a very educated, and we call it confluence, for those of you who don't know it. I had a very educated guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a little bit, y'all know, yeah, I tell people on STB a lot of times, I'm pretty much a conspiracy theorist because I don't take anything for what it's being shown to me, like face value. So, they say, oh, so for example, when they were saying, oh, you know, inflation is transitory, it's <laughs> going to be here for a couple months and we'll take care of it. I went, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> bullshit. Because I personally know that you can't put a stop on inflation that fast, first of all. Yeah. Second of all, I was seeing, so keep in mind, this is where what I do in SCB is I take my expertise from vegan trainer days as a nutritionist, as somebody mm-hmm. who's been a personal trainer for. You know over a decade i take that expertise and i apply it to what's going on in the real world now so when i saw i know what happens with viruses right Mm -hmm. when a virus comes out i know that it replicates itself and it won't it will continue to replicate itself and give you new strands until you actually can put a hold on it so i knew when they said hey we're going to do this thing for COVID or this thing for whatever's going on i knew then nope it won't go away that easy <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep. jobs are not going to improve that fast money printing's not going to stop that quick nope mm-hmm. i personally think you're going to keep printing money and as the money continues to print inflation is going to continue to rise and as it, co- it continues to rise that's when those luxury goods are going to continue to yes, so also be worth more so that's what led me to go ahead and jump on in there so, mm-hmm. okay you know what i'm gonna go ahead and do this now because this is what i see happening so it wasn't absolutely i can't honestly say hey i knew this was gonna happen at where we are now but i had a very educated hunch yeah yeah right like it was it
1: was calculated right you saw a lot of things and and likely outcomes and you know i I had a very similar outlook on real estate and it took me maybe three or four months maybe five Mm -hmm. but at least three or four months like after the kind of it became the pandemic so april 2020 and after about four or five months because i'm in the real estate and construction space you know construction was considered essential. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, so we're going to yep. keep building. So sure yes, people's lives are important and health and all that stuff, but we're going to keep building. So yeah. that just means okay, there's value mm-hmm. in this. Like a lot of people want to keep getting this stuff done. A lot of money is out there and available. They've pumped a lot in of money into building these, you know, new whatever it is, right. the new infrastructure, you know, new new spaces. And so what i did is okay well now is a good time because money is still cheap and relatively as cheap as it's been in in our lifetime at least since we've been able to borrow Right. right and started buying more real estate and as people started fleeing places like new york and other like heavily populated areas they were coming into the south the southeast of the united states um and especially in particular markets and so you just saw that even though you had a pandemic real estate prices just kept ticking up yep. and ticking up yep. and ticking up. And so I'm like, man, let me get real strategic. <laughs> like, how can I buy some of this stuff? Even if I don't have enough access to like the large amounts of capital to build at the scale of projects that I, you know, I work on and I manage. Right. I'm like, if this is the way the trends going. And just some right. you said, and it's not stopping. Like if a pandemic is not stopping mm-hmm. this, in fact, it's inflating this. Like, how do I take advantage of it? Right. And so I'm, I bought more property. Talk to hey Tay, we need to we need to we need to move some of this money, buy some, buy some more property, invest in some of this stuff. And while, you know, real estate it's not as fun as a Lamborghini. You can't do donuts <laughs> in it, right? You can't you can't you can't do donuts, you can't show off or whatever. Right. right. But Tay is telling you, you know, this this level of appreciation in 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 that asset, right? I mean, we've invested in property together. I mean, we've seen 30, 40, 50 percent mm-hmm. returns just in dirt. Yes, sir. Right? And dirt and stuff that we bought. And so and and even with some of the challenges that have happened, right, you know, Lamborghini. Lamborghini, cost of gas goes up, the cost of maintenance goes up, mm-hmm. whatever, but that price tag still went up. Yes, the sir. same thing with real estate. You know, the cost of the goods have increased, the cost of the labor have increased, but still that value and that price tag of what we can charge and or, you know, put on paper and, and, and borrow and leverage because we don't like to sell our assets. That's right. Um, has increased. And so for us, it was just being very calculated, mm-hmm. understanding what the markets were showing us, being able to compare notes and say, now this is the way it's going, <laughs> so let's make these moves. Yep. And, you know, coming out on whether it's the stock market, whether there's certain assets and, and, and goods that are actually things that, you know, people can see and experience or real estate, like mm-hmm. it, it, it was all things that we said, okay, now's the time to buy. Right. And, and there's droves and droves and droves of data and, and people that use that data we're making those same decision points. And that's what we're just trying to bring to you all is like, Hey, here's how to understand and absorb that information. So you can start to prepare for it. You can start to make those types of educated decisions and benefit. Like we don't want to see the undesirables right. remain undesirables, mm-hmm. right? Like this is about breaking that mold. And so I think some of the stuff that you're sharing and then some of the stuff we'll be able to actually speak on our personal experiences. will say, here's how you do it. Exactly. Like, it's not just yep. telling you about it. Like, here's how you do it. So that's, that's one of the things I'm excited about now is, we just said to everybody, hopefully you're listening. We're talking about 2023. It's 2022 when you're mm-hmm. hearing this, there's still time. So right. like, take notes <laughs> and get ready and like be prepared Seriously. to make these moves. Seriously.
0: Yeah. So yeah, man, that, I mean, it doesn't get better of a backdrop than that. So I, I hope you all can take this and actually apply some of the stuff that was, you know, taught. And, and overall, our biggest goal is just to provide value and help. So hopefully we help somebody out there. I know out of, thousands, maybe even million of y'all that's listening, only a handful of you are going to actually apply it. And that's okay. But if we can see you out, if I see you at the Lamborghini dealership with me when I'm buying my next one, and you tell me, hey, Tay, I, I listened yeah. to that podcast at the time and I, I followed everything you told," you know, you know, talked about, that's enough for me. That's enough for us. That's yeah. what we want. We just wanna, we want to affect those who want to be infected. <laughs> infected by the actual knowledge, right? That's what we want. So... With that being said, if you have any questions, any topics that you want us to cover, the only way to get us those questions and topics is to leave a five star rating. When you leave that rating under your actual, you know, review, man, they are so great. I love Tay and Ed. I love SCB. I love Get to the Bag. Y'all are just amazing. Then put your question right under there. All right. (laughs) And until next time, keep getting to the bag in life. Health wealth and relationships that's how we do it we'll see you on the next one peace